Welcome to the Vinny Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time, the Vinny Rock Podcast. What is up? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. Shit's getting a little weird for me. Uh, I headed down to California to do some work. I don't like to say what it is, but I think you know what it is, and I'm not supposed to say what it is, so I'm not going to say what it is. Before we get this podcast, I recorded this with Crystal Hess. She's the founder of Motorcycle Missions. I recorded this about two weeks ago, so I apologize for the delay. I haven't been able to do to to get this set up. I got set up here in 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 the in the valley, and now I'm about to get my podcast on all day today. But let's hit the sponsors. You guys already know Core Medical Group TRT. They hook me up, goes directly to your house. I've had people hit me up. Countless times, as soon as you work with with Core Medical Group, you'll never turn your back on them. Good company. Check them out. Core Medical Group, if you guys are interested, hit me up directly. I'll send you my boy. You text him. He, He gets the blood work done, figures you out. Beyond clothing, outdoor, expeditionary, layered systems. What more do I have to fucking say? The winter's coming, and you know you need them. Hit up Beyond Clothing. Use that promo code ROCCO. Vinny, Vinny Rock, what the hell am I talking about? Willie Pete's Chocolates, Vinny Rock's Chocolates. That sounds good. Willie Pete's, let's do this. Willie Pete's Chocolates, you already know. You already know. Either way, WillyPeachChocolates.com, homemade chocolates from a veteran, makes them spicy for you. Perfect treat for Christmas. Perfect treat for Thanksgiving. Perfect treat for, for what do we got coming up? Oh, yeah. Halloween. Check them out, Willie Peach Chocolates, GMR Gold. GMR Gold has a new program for the bullion box. If you guys want to go check it out, for your first time signing up for a bullion box, get yourself $5 off, $10 off, or $20 off, this, 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 depending on the package you choose. Intermediate, it's $5 off. Season, it's $10 off. Distinguished, $20 off on the bullion box. You could also still use my promo code. And uh, yeah, it's a thing. I love it. You guys will too. Go check out GMR Gold or Bullion Box. Barry Law, so far, so good. Several people have hit me back using Barry Law and they take care of them, especially during a time like this. If you need services, you hit them up. If you want to get your VA disability figured out, you hit them up. They are a veteran-owned company. Barry Law, you can hit them up at PTSDlawyers.com, PTSDlawyers.com backslash Rocco. You can hear my story. If you have questions, just hit me up. I'll get him directly involved. I'll get you directly to them. Don't forget to hit a modern gun school. If you can use your, your Voke rehab and you can get your schooling on directly in your house at distance learning, learning how to be an armor and a certified school of modern gun school. Go check them out. They'll take all your veteran benefits. Perseverance survival, home of the original will hoodie. You already know. They got them Wooby hoodies. Perfect time right now for the winter to get a Wooby hoodie and throw it on. I wear them. I love them. Check them out. You guys know my, my nonprofit is Hero Sports. If you guys are interested in doing sports, veterans, two major cities we have it right now is Salt Lake City and San Antonio. Check them out. And don't forget, veteran.com.
we are about to announce the winner of the two bikes and $20,000 cash. It's about to go down. Then we're getting ready to just ramp up another giveaway. You guys already know, Veteran is all about them veterans. And we're about to talk about the motorcycles that we got from Crystal Hess at Motorcycle Mission. Yeah. I took the blows and did it more. This is the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Those of you listening right now, I have my guest here, Crystal Hess. Honestly, Crystal, I think you're the first... You're the first female that's not related to me on my podcast. Right on. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, you know, you guys who followed me and followed probably in the past almost three months now, we've been pushing veteran uh, and we're giving away two motorcycles built by Motorcycle Missions. And Crystal Hess is really the person behind that organization. And we kind of got in contact and thought, you know, it would be nice to partner up on this. Uh, because this is kind of a big challenge and that's how we met and here we are today i want to talk a lot more about you motorcycle missions and some plans for the future okay this is the first time we're actually meeting face to face ish yeah we've talked on the phone a bunch but never eye to eye at least virtually anyway (laughs) right and i'll say i apologize because i'm i'm I am like the most unorganized person you've probably ever met. Uh, and trying to do it all early on on my own was pretty difficult. And, uh, you know, I fell short in areas I wish I didn't. But, you know, now we're going into the third month, the last 25 days or even shorter than that by the time this goes out. And I have now a team of like six people really helping trying to finish strong. And then hopefully we can get situated and be able to relaunch another giveaway of some sort. And so, uh, just so you know, it's been crazy on our end trying to figure it out. I mean, some of the shirts are taking close to a month to get because, yeah, yeah we've been getting our butts kicked, and I'm not proud of that. And it's kind of a good thing, too. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just, I mean, when I started Motorcycle Missions, it's, it was just me. And now, four years later, it really technically is just me. You know, I'm... Yeah bookkeeper i'm the person that orders the shirts i'm the person that does the taxes i'm the person that makes the phone calls answers emails gets in touch with you know sponsors and i'm the yeah. every person so i understand completely what you're going through it's it's a tough challenge you know starting anything new especially when you haven't done something like this before so yeah and you're also a full-time have a full-time employment i'm so motorcycle missions is my full-time job but i'm also a nurse and I'm also a student as well. So uh, I wear many hats and I try and fit it all in and sleep in there somewhere. I don't, you know, wherever mm-hmm. I can fit it in, but. You sound like a lot like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and with, with the whole COVID thing going on, I've been do, I was um, on the task force for uh, Governor Abbott here in uh, Texas. So that kept me really busy, but um, things are, have kind of simmered down a little bit. I'm looking forward to doing more motorcycle mission stuff again now that everybody's willing to go out and yeah be in the same room together. We're, we're a lot less scared. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I think me, a lot of us weren't scared from the beginning. I know. I, yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like I, I really wasn't too worried, but um, you know, you kind of have to follow protocol life change, whether we liked it or not. We had to kind of, you know, follow that. Yeah. So 
now uh, things are opening up again and I'm heading out to LA actually uh, on Sunday to start my process of getting back onto film and set and all that. Right yeah. Which is exciting for me. It's a little different for the family because normally I'm out there at a different time of the year. Uh, so it's the first time I'll be there during this time of year and it kind of changes things. Cause normally I coach wrestling mm-hmm. and well, I'm not going to be coaching wrestling this season. So are your kids in wrestling? Yeah. 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 So tell me about Motorcycle Missions. Um, It's been an organization running and gunning for how many years now? Well, so um, I had the concept in 2015. Do you want me to tell my like whole story? Because it's kind of I I think we should, but I mean it's up to you a little bit because it's a bit long. But um, so I'm a nurse. We have time. Good, good, good. All right. Well, I'm a nurse from Canada, so um, I decided uh, to leave an abusive marriage. I got out of it. Um, oh, I had goodness. a dual citizenship and I hate cold weather. And I was like, it was my coming up on my 30th birthday. And I'm like, you know what? Can I ask more about this real quick? Yeah. I'm so going to get out of there. Yeah. I want to get into this real quick, just real quick though, if you don't mind. So yes. you're from Canada and you have a dual citizenship or you're from here. I'm, I was born and raised in Canada, but I have a dual citizenship. Is um, that based because of marriage? Um, not marriage. Uh, my grandparents and so oh. but yeah this was before i got the, got my dual citizenship when i was a little baby my parents applied for it and that was before 9-11 when they stopped you know the whole family lineage thing like your grandparents live in the u.s so you can get u.s citizenship so i locked out on that yeah so very very blessed to be here um i can consider myself a very patriotic american <laughs> yeah I, canada like i had a rough life in canada so i've kind of left it behind i don't even you know, I love it. I love visiting, but um, I really love Texas and, and my family here in the United States, which I've made um, a lot of friends here. So it's been great. Uh, I think there's nothing more patriotic than someone from Texas, mm-hmm. right? Texas. Oh, so my wife's from originally from Texas. My mother was born in Texas. I lived in Texas for many years. We only moved out of Texas because I was filming in Utah and we just decided to just settle in for the kids. Didn't want to keep moving them around. Yeah. But if I was going to live anywhere else, it would be Texas again. So you, you moved to Texas. I did. And so you got out of a relationship that was abusive. Is that part of, and, and I'm probably going to cut you into your story, but that's probably part of why motorcycles has been very therapeutic for you. The, uh, that is just like an I mean, inch. <laughs> just a little bit of why. I mean, it's kind of cumulative. Yeah. Let's uh, hear it. So I had, I got out of that and my brother lives in Austin. So I visited here. I was either going to move here or Phoenix because I love Phoenix. And um, I have a strong roots there. My parents own property there. My grandmother, it was just her and I. She used to take me down there every uh, spring break. And I would stay with her in her little senior citizen trailer in the trailer park. <laughs> and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And that was like my spring break tradition with my grandma. And um, we go every, go to Phoenix every year. So it was either going to be Phoenix or Austin. I chose Austin because I met a boy here when I was visiting. So damn boys. Uh, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I got out of that relationship, got into another relationship. Now this guy um, blew my socks off. Like I thought this guy was the best thing. I thought he was an angel sent from heaven for me. Well, I don't know. He got a little weird. Um, kind of at the end of our relationship and, you know, you start 
you start seeing patterns in people's behavior. And then once you start questioning people like why this, why that, and they get really defensive, you start seeing all the red flags pop up. Yeah. You start identifying like, Oh wait. Yeah. So there were a lot of things that led to a lot of questions and he didn't like that. Um, and basically I don't, I don't even know how I decided to kind of get away from him until he could, uh, you know, give me some real answers and sort out his emotions because he wasn't handling them very well. And, um, he decided, he decided to uh, go and attempt suicide. Yeah. Um, over me. Um, he tried to involve me, tried to lure me into it, which, uh, didn't work, but, um, he had me on the phone with him and he was telling me like, don't hang up. If you hang up, I'll kill myself. If I hear you talking to anyone, I'll kill myself. And I was just like on the phone with him for an hour and a half yeah. As drinking and he's taking a bunch of drugs and oh, yeah. I'm losing him over and I'm, I'm frantically driving in rush hour all over Austin trying to find him. Um, what he had done was when I met him, he was into motorcycles and he was, a, he built motorcycles and he had a powder coating business um, at some point, but you know, he had like this story about how, um, you know, his shop got taken away from him. Somebody screwed him over and all this stuff. And I'm like the stupid girlfriend that pities somebody and I'm a rescuer. I'm kind of like that person. Right. Like I like to rescue people. So I loved the car scene when I was younger. Like I used to, you know, when you're in Canada, you don't, you have 10 months of snow. It's like, um, you don't really get to be around hot rods and like custom cars and motorcycles that much. Yeah. And and, you know, there were only a couple shops in, in, in my town or city, Calgary that, that uh, did that kind of thing. And I used to, go there and ask, can I sweep your floors just to be around this? And they're like, no. So I never really got an opportunity. And I asked my dad, like, can you help me open a car shop? And he's like, no. So I was like, oh, so that dream went away. But when I got to Texas, this guy built motorcycles and I was like, I could get into this. So I um, ended up putting some money towards this bike build and he was going to teach me how to do it. He was going to teach me how to powder coat it. And we had, we, we got all the, I purchased most of it, the equipment for this project, I was, cause I figured, you know what, if worst comes, you know, worst case scenario, I'll just sell everything and yeah. I'll, have, I'll have a bike that we can sell. Cause the bike was in my name also. But yes. Yeah, so he actually, when he went to go and take his own life, which he wasn't successful at, by the way, um, he took the bike that we were building. It was three quarters of the way done. He took the bike we were building and he tore it apart. Damn. Like every nut and every bolt. So yeah. it's almost like, if I can't have you, then you can't. Yeah, you like, can't have the bike. It was so, like, the most screwed up uh, scenario ever. Anyway, um, they recovered him, like, the next day. Uh, I guess he had self-mutilated himself, and he had, he had passed out with the, the van. The, it was a cargo van running. Yeah. And it had, the heat over the exhaust had given him third-degree burns on his back. So he was bloody and burnt and needed a stomach pumped and all that bullshit. But anyway, we couldn't see each other after that. Our families when was like, nope, like my brother was frantic over here in Austin and yeah. Thing. So like everything out of his van went into storage. So that was like, and everything out of his, the shop. So it was like toolbox lifts, tire machines, brake bleeders, toolboxes. So it was essentially a, a full... Yeah, it was like a custom-built bike setup. Yeah. 
it was it was a complete shop and I had funded all of it. So all of this shit is now mine and it's in a storage unit and my brother just in you know, what else is he gonna do? He just threw it all in there. Yeah. And it was like, she's gonna have to figure this out later. So um that's what happened. I, I basically uh went to the storage unit, opened the door and like smell of gasoline. My the bike just laying on the ground in a million pieces and just this chaos, you know, all over the place. Um, stuff that I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know what, a, I didn't know the terminology. Like, what's a swing arm? And, oh, like, here's the caliper, bra- you know, like, here, yeah. what's this, what's that? I didn't know. I still um, don't know, just so you know. <laughs> we'll teach you then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I, I, like, I faced a hard truth that, you know, in that moment. And uh, I had to sell everything for, like, a quarter of what I, paid for it yeah. um, you know because it's really hard to sell i mean like i tried listing stuff on ebay and like i don't know what yeah. this is i'm like what is this part i don't even know how to list it right what do i call this and i didn't have anybody to ask i didn't know anybody here i just moved here the only person i knew was him my brother right. doesn't know anything about bikes so um anyway i started selling stuff i found a buyer for this tire machine that i had and he was complete asshole and actually i put in my phone tire machine asshole is his name <laughs> so um he came bought the uh, the uh tire machine from me and he was like oh do you know like you know anything about this like you have a great tire machine here but you know this is broken on it and it's broken on it and this anyway i sold him this tire machine for 500 bucks it was worth way more than that i found out after so i was mad about that so i'm like this guy just totally screwed me like, and i knew that i paid way more for it but yeah the way that this guy who's so smooth anyway <laughs> after like attempting to get rid of all this shit like the insurance company even came and picked up the bike and put it on a pallet and it went to a local motorcycle shop here and they're like what are we supposed to do with this like we don't even know if all the parts are here right and the insurance company's like well how much would it cost to put it all together and they're like twenty five hundred dollars and i'm like okay wait it's a custom bike it's not a stock bike but that was to put it back to stock it wasn't to put it back to the custom yeah. with all the like the swing arm and wheel setup was four grand Right. The thing had a turbo on it. It was a turbocharged Hayabusa. I owned a turbocharged Hayabusa before I even rode, ever learned how to ride a bike. It was in my name. So here I am with this turbo Hayabusa on a, on a pallet at a motorcycle shop. Turns company wanted to give me like nothing for it. Well, I listed it and I got some people like, well, you know, giving me offers and they were still lowballing me. But this guy, the tire machine asshole guy called me and he's like, what if, what if um, I taught you how to rebuild the bike and then we, we sell it and split the difference? And I was like, I don't trust you. You're kind of yeah. like, hmm. So like I brought um, a friend that I met in a counseling thing that I did after the suicide thing. So I went to counseling. Um, which, is, which is completely <laughs> healthy. Yes, it's a program called Discovery. And it's, I think it's in a few different states, but it's excellent. I think we have one here in Utah. Yeah, I send I send as many people to that as I can. I think I've probably sent a dozen friends through that. It changed my life. Actually saved my life, that program. So but I met this girl, uh, this friend of mine through that program. She came with me to the to the shop and we kind of like interviewed and checked everything out, and met his business partner, which was this really sweet lady um, that owned a bunch of medical businesses. And so I was like, okay, this is legit. All right. So I accepted his offer. Uh, I really didn't want to do it. I just wanted to like sell everything and get on with my life, get back to nursing, find, uh, you know, a new house or like apartment there or something. But, um, 
I started working on this bike and I would show up every day and I was around like other motorcycles and around fancy cars because they had like, they were selling like Lambos and like really fan, like man, there was a Bentley there at one point. I don't know what they, they were <laughs> selling. They, were, they started their business as like a, um, as a luxury car kind yeah. of dealer. and then, and then tire machine asshole started doing bikes, bringing bikes into the mix and selling those. Well, so uh, we built the bike and like when I stood back and looked at it, I was like, Holy cow. And I, you know, it's called the crusader is what I named it. Yeah. Um, I've seen it. It was beautiful. It was still a high boost. Yeah. but it was beautiful. And it, and I was just so proud of what I had done. Um, it was kind of overwhelming, yeah. you know, but we, we put it up on eBay and we got a buyer from the grand Cayman islands and the guy came spent a week with us. We went and did a whole bunch of motorcycle stuff. Uh, he rode the bike. Um, and then he, he rode it to, to, um, the coast and put it on a, on a ship and sent it to the Grand Cayman Islands. So, nice. um, I talked to that guy every now and again, but so he actually paid enough for that, for me to make most of my money back. Um, and on top of that, the insurance company gave, gave me some money too. So I right. actually came out pretty good on the bike side of things, the power coating stuff, not so much and all the equipment, not so much, but, um, so this is where, when the bike was finished, I found myself empty when I went, like, was away from it. And I was like, man, can't stay away from that place. So Joe, like, offered me, um, you know, you can do some title work and you can work with the customers and you can do whatever you want. here. You know, I wasn't getting paid for any of it, but yeah. I just got so much enjoyment out of just being around the bikes. And, and then, you know, he offered me another bike project. There was a, um, another customer that came in that wanted a custom uh, Yamaha 550. And Joe actually just let me, let me style it and design it. And um, this bike came out perfect. It was great. So that was my first, like, on my own custom build. And I, I uh, had sent all the parts to get power coated because I didn't have the, uh, the oven anymore. Yeah. Um, and it was 800 bucks. And I was like, man, 800 bucks? I could do this myself. I saw Paul do it. Why can't I do it? So, um, so I bought whatever parts and equipment I needed that I didn't have. And I started power coating. Um, and we did a, a Rika series there. There's a company called Rika motorsports and they do like kits for like Suzuki's, um, Suzuki savages and for yeah. sportsters and stuff. So they're kit bikes. So it requires no, like no fabricating on my end. It's just, you order all the parts and then you, Put the bike, to, you have to take the bike apart, but you have to put it right. together a certain way. Um, so I did five of those. And when the, the fun thing is, is they were all different. There was like a cafe racer, a scrambler, a tractor, a bobber. Um, I think I did two cafe racers. So, um, but they were all different themed. So I did the first one was Lucky Strike, was a Lucky Strike cigarette theme. And I have yeah. 34 on it for um, Kevin Schwantz, who's a uh, MotoGP champion. He's um, older and retired now, but um, I actually pulled that bike in front of him one day when he was in town at a MotoGP event, and he just looks at it and goes, and he, he, he was just like, what is this? And who's this chick? But anyway, I got an autograph on it, and uh, some guy from Canada bought that bike. Um, I did a, a bike called Spinderella. She's hot pink, like hot pink wheels, hot pink forks, and it has images of women in history riding motorcycles in black nice. and white, kind of like Polaroids all over yeah. the and all over the seat. 
I did a zombie killer bike. I did a rusty bobber. I did a Hot Wheels tracker. So and you you went from not knowing anything about motorcycles to kind of getting thrown into the motorcycle thing because obviously you wanted something in it, but just wasn't sure what. And then you're going to now building custom bikes on your own. Well, and I, I did have some help at the shop. So I had, there was a right. guy named Jason there that worked with me and, and Joe sometimes, you know, like when I can't do it, I couldn't do it all by myself. Yeah. Well, you have a team, but I mean, this I is your conceptual, you're conceptualizing the ideas. Oh yeah. And I, I uh, ended up uh, renting out a storage unit, bought a powder coating oven and started a powder coating business out of there. So I powder coated all my bikes in different colors. So everything was powder coated, the forks, the wheel hubs, the, the rims, the, you know, like everything. Um, so each bike had a, had a custom color and I power coded everything. Um, and then I did a Honda shadow at the end there, but I did a bobber out of that custom painted and power coded that. And, um, Oh, what did I do? Oh, and then I did, a, um, my friend, David Roy, he makes badass bikes from like, he make he'll build the frame and everything. We did, um, a really badass board tracker that I built actually. And this was my first client, um, was, uh, 40 Creek whiskey hired me to build them a bike oh. for promoting. So, um, so that was really awesome. And I power coated it a clear copper color. It came out beautiful, like absolutely stunning. So, so, so what, so when did you get the idea for motorcycle missions? Well, this is the thing is like, I started powder coating for customers around town and I started going to bike nights. And by the way, about halfway through all these bike builds, I still hadn't learned how to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> so so at one point i asked him the tire machine asshole like can i take a bike out and he goes you don't have a license do you i said mm, maybe uh he gave me the keys and i went out to the parking lot and i just googled or youtube how to start a motorcycle and then i youtube how to how to like you know shift and <laughs> I, I watched it in the parking lot times and then i was like all right i'm ready so i got on i actually rode it around the block twice and then came back and it was, I was fine. Nice. But that was cool. So, but the whole thing about how I got into to motorcycle missions, um, at this point I had lost a couple of my motorcycle buddies to suicide. Yeah. Um, and one of them was a veteran and, um, I used to shoot with her with a pistol league that I was in called Austin sure shots. Um, and my buddy Stan invited me to a premiere of a movie that his buddies did, which was Project 22. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. So um, Dan and Doc took their two bikes across the country, raising awareness for veteran suicide and, and the therapeutic things that you know better that are available to veterans that they can do to help um, with, the, with the symptoms and everything. So um, I went to the premiere of that video and I watched it, and I was like. I got back, I got on my motorcycle after that and I left and I went home and I, my head was just spinning with wanting to share kind of my passion and what motorcycles did for me, because it's kind of this, you know, when I, when I was there working and wrenching on bikes, I wasn't thinking about the bullshit and I, I was learning new things and I was building confidence and, um, pride. Like when you, when you step back and you see one of your motorcycles finished and people gawking over it and, um, yeah you know, it winning awards at places. Like I started winning awards at different award, award shows and I started entering them into big competitions that were nation, nationwide and, and winning those. And so like just the sense, like how, cause I went into this whole thing absolutely with no self-esteem. Right. Like, I was done. Like I was at my lowest low 
And I've been bullied my whole childhood too. So like, it was just like bully after bully after bully. Like, I'm like, when will this, like, obviously I'm picking the wrong guys. Yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah. I'm, I'm doing something wrong. So this actually started to make me into a person that, that I didn't know before. And like the whole thing about discovery is I, I, you know, they have you do a contract where you, you kind of, um, you make yourself, well, so they make you pick two words that, that you're, you're going to do, or like I'm brave and I'm content. So I've never been brave. I've always chickened out on everything. I've never, I've always started something, never finished it. I never, like I went into piano lessons, quit. I went into karate, quit. I went into ballet, I quit. I went in, you know, played the saxophone, I quit. Like I've yeah, always yeah. quit and I've always been scared because I was always told I wasn't going to be good enough like by coaches and things. You know, I, I did never sign up for any sports or anything like that. So like I had not a single trophy or like nothing that I could ever say that, hey, I did that, that's Nicole. Right. I never had any of that right. before this point. So like... I instilled the brave and content thing that I learned in discovery. I told myself I'm going to be brave and I'm going to be content where I'm at because I've always been wanting to be someone else or somewhere else, not myself here in this moment. So being content in this moment and being brave. And I actually got that tattooed on my back somewhere, but um, I kind of have been living by that. And I, every opportunity that was ever handed to me, I said, yes. You know, it's funny before you even go any further, it's, it's, Abusive relationships and bullying have the tendency to diminish confidence and diminish, you know, our self-esteem. Like, I, you know, I, I don't talk much about my previous relationships, right? I just, just something I just don't want to do that in my world of, you know, recognition and, and don't want to cause any more drama than I need. But I was in a relationship that was abusive, right? Verbally, emotionally, mentally, everything you can think of. And 100% felt worthless at one point in my life. I, I could be having the best job in the world, be in the best shape. I felt nothing. I felt worthless. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny how when you say, you know, doing the motorcycle built your confidence. I mean, you're, you've, you're feeling the accomplishments of your own efforts and seeing other people have pride and joy in, you know, your efforts and how that builds you up. I think that's huge, right? Like, so we have the issue in the veteran community, right? <clears throat> and this is one of the reasons why you saw in, in law enforcement, right? Both, you know, and giving purpose. And you said something to the point of <clears throat> you weren't thinking about anything in life. You were just turning the wrench. That's so huge for guys that don't have purpose, but also now find purpose or find something that, quiets the noise, if you will, right? And, and yeah. to give them something to do and then to fo- follow through and finish what you're talking about now and have a actual reward at the end is the finished product of a motorcycle. And so I see 100% I'm starting to understand this so much more deeper than when we read you talk on the phone. Right. Well, yeah. And like with every bike that you do, like it's that sense of accomplishment does so much for you because then you know that that built that rebuilds your self-esteem yeah you know, like i made i like i went into i moved to texas with very like a very small handful of friends and like i struggled with friendships when i lived in canada like i never knew who i could trust i never who knew who was on my side because i was bullied all through school and um, why were you bullied well i don't understand that why were you kind of a, i don't know kids are, i kids are fucking mean. they are and i 
I don't know. I, I was one of those girls that developed first. Yeah. And I had really ugly hair. And I dress stupid. I don't know. And I was got made fun of for my, like, apparently I have a big nose. Oh, no. Yeah, I have a huge chin. Trust me. I, I heard it my whole life. <laughs> I heard you say that on your podcast. But, um, no, I don't know. I was just, I was really bullied. But so, like, the whole motorcycle world opened everything up for me. Like, I have friends from coast to coast now. Yeah. Any motorcycle event I can go to, I don't need anyone to come in with me. There's going to be people there I know. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be alone, ever. And there, the, the motorcycle community has done so much for me. Like, Oh, I forgot about this. So when I was um, before motorcycle missions, when I had built all those last bikes, I moved out of Tire Machine Asshole's shop because he started doing illegal things. Mm. And I caught him doing illegal things. And then that shop went kaput. It got shut down and everything went to court. And I had to sit in lawyers' offices and tell them what I knew and what I saw. It was the stupidest thing. So Tire Machine Asshole, by the way, just turned out to be a crook. Um, Guy's incredibly smooth and, oh, he's shysty. Um, <laughs> so, but I, uh, really shysty. So he screwed over a lot of people in that business, um, selling bikes with titles that don't belong to that bike and bothered to check and just really crazy, all, a whole bunch of stolen stuff. So I moved out of that shop, got my own shop. I was there a month. Then it started to rain on Halloween and there was a flood. And my shop got flooded five and a half feet of water. Damn. So I had just moved into the shop. I had insurance, but because I was new there, the insurance doesn't come into effect for 90 days because I guess FEMA and FEMA had a policy like 90 days because if you know a hurricane's coming and then you get Yeah, right. So they, they do an, an automatic 90 days. So I was not covered for flood Damn. at all. The only thing that saved my ass was I sent a group of my motorcycle friends and, and I boxed down there to get all my shit out of there. And uh, half my stuff was stolen. My shop got looted because it was, it was a metal corrugated kind of barn, like whole barn shop. Yeah. And the door was one of those sliding ones and it just had a chain. And they, they broke in and they stole whatever they could take. So the only saving grace here was that I had that insurance. Yes. So, um, and my bikes were all total, total. Um, and I got all the money out of that as well. So th- there was a little bl- blessing in there, but yeah, from going to, from one thing to another and then that flood, right? And like, geez. And so that didn't stop me though. There was a, a place called, um, Oh, what is it called? It's a, it's a place where you go and you, um, they have like, everything you can think of like metal metal workshop they have like you can make quilts there you can do woodworking you can build they have a computer lab yeah, it's almost like a community work center oh it's called tech shop okay yeah and it's a huge it's a huge thing but they're out of business now but i they had a powder coating room there so i would rent it out every day for four hours that's the maximum i was allowed to rent it out and i did my powder coating out of there for two years um and then i decided you know i I really want to, I really want to carry motorcycle missions and do something good with it. I want to build bikes with vets and first responders because at this point now I had lost two more friends to suicide. So, uh, and this being Texas, there's a lot of military here. Yeah, it is. Um, and so, you know, I, I hit up my buddy Dalton and we started doing some photographic with photos and, and, um, did some traveled the country and went and did interviews with different vets 
um, that we knew and got their stories about how motorcycles are therapeutic to them. You'll find some of those on our website under testimonials. Um, and, you know, started with that and then we started our first bike build and then we started doing motocross camps. So we do motocross camps where we get like five or six guys together on dirt bikes and they get, yep. full, they get full training and a full day of riding. And then we've got the build mentorship program. So now we've done, we have done, uh, we're on our, we're starting our 13th build. Yep. Um, this will be in November. Um, I mean, you know, it's funny is I have some Ranger buddies who've been a part of it. I've had some, some SF buddies who just signed up for it. Cool. You know what I mean? And it's cool to see my community of friends in this really small, like, like friend, friends, like guys that are my boys mm-hmm. being tied into your circle. And I'm like, Holy shit. That's crazy. Because, you know, there's veterans all over the place and first ones all over the place. But then to find that my circle actually cross over with your circle, cool. it may, it just makes even more sense to kind of continue to work with you. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I hope they all said good things. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone says good things. They're excited. Guys like, like, Dino, he's excited. He was excited about it. He posted recently about it. That's, that's a good buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, mess up dude. He just signed up. He wants to get into one, one of your next ones. If you can, uh, I want to get you guys to come out to Salt Lake. We have, I have a place here that we can use. Uh, he does custom bikes himself as well. I think you and him partnered up to, to try and do your next build when you can in Salt Lake. We have a location. Uh, he'd be willing to, to be a part of the whole thing. All he wants is to, to, to put his name on it because he does really good custom work here in Salt Lake. And he, he's just interested in just being doing more, right? He loves veterans and first responders. He's so pro at it that we have a small bike. I gave him a bike that I, I got for $2,000 um, and he's customizing when on his free time, right? It's whenever he gets time, he gets some stuff done and he sends me pictures. And once that's done, we'll raffle that off for my nonprofit hero sports. But it's, it's, again, it's just the same. I'm like, man, if he's doing this, I think I can get you in with him and we can get another build done here. Sure. Well, and that's how, I mean, like we, we network with different shops all over the country. So we've yeah. done one in Cleveland, one in California, uh, one in Phoenix starting. So, uh, yeah. So we should do it. We should talk about how to do that and how you want to get that co- uh, conversation started. Definitely. And I think it'd be great. Cause then I could at least show up and help out when I have the time and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And our, our bike builds take, like we usually meet once a week um, for six, six months. Yeah. We usually do a six month time frame, and that's usually just about perfect meeting once a week. And then uh, that also gives us time to, you know, order parts. And cause we, we, we try and custom do custom everything. Like we don't, you know, Oh yeah. The two bikes that I have. Yeah. Everything's custom. There's lots of fabricating in those. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was lots of flying back and forth for the, you, you named it the gold one, gold rush. Gold rush. We named uh, the gold one gold rush. Yeah. Gold rush. <clears throat> lots of flying back and forth to Cleveland for that one. That Which thing is, is so that thing is, is low to the ground. It is. Mm-hmm. I like it though. It's such a cool ride. Yeah. Um, so uh, we also, we don't stop there. So like once our bike build is finished, then we enter it into competitions, bike competitions. And the guys are always welcome to come. Usually, you know, some of them will come fly out to go to a, one, but um, usually it's just local ones that they do. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and then, so like, I think every bike we've built has won something, um, except the Hayabusa, uh, we did, we built a land speed bike. We showed it at one show. It didn't win anything at that show, but it's, uh, it's going to be hitting the, hitting the, uh, Texas mile here in October. Um, and we're going to, I think we got 200, 
We got 200 and something, I think, on our first run. Crazy. On that bike. So that's crazy. Um, and yeah. explain it what that Texas mile is. What is that exactly? Texas mile is, is like just, it's like they, they, all these performance cars and motorcycles get on the track and they go, they see how fast they can go in one mile on an airport, airport strip. Damn. So it's really cool. There's lots of fantastic cars there. Um, yeah. So, so we do that every, we're just, you know, we're going to be doing that this October. Um, we have a road king that we built with a sidecar. So that's going to be staying with us and we're going to use it as a therapy bike and take it on, you know, like bike. Yeah. We'll use it for funerals or, you know, to take a veteran that, that can't, you, you know, can't ride and he can get some, some wind therapy in the sidecar. So we've got that, but the other one we all we usually sell to try and put money back into the program. Um, that's largely how we fund it. But uh, let me ask you this: How many bikes have you built so far? Uh, with motorcycle missions, yeah, with we, motorcycle missions, we will be finishing our twelfth here in October. And the twelfth is being built where currently? Phoenix, Arizona. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'd love to show up one of the days that you guys are filming. My fi- my parents live out there. Oh really? Well, we'll be there uh, the twenty first to the. 27th of October and okay. then that'll we'll be finishing the bike with that crew it'll be done after that and then we were we actually started it to reveal at Arizona bike week in April yeah and the virus hit and the Harley Davidson dealership we were building at furloughed all their like their staff which yeah. included my mentors that were building there so uh, that we're teaching the guys. So we we just started to get back into trying to finish it. And we're missing. They've rescheduled Bike Week again to October 11th weekend, but we're not we're not even going to attend that. We're going to wait till next April and and do it right because we're going to cool. sell raffle tickets for this bike. Yep, and uh, I like I said, if I can get some time, I'll head over there during that week. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd, that'd be, be real cool. And where's the next bike build going to be? It's going to be in uh, near Denver, Colorado. It's um, Roy's Toys Customs. It's a um, a father daughter uh, nice. team, and, and we we are always in the same places, competing against one another on the on the red carpet with our bikes. Yeah, and um, Roy's got a lot of experience. He likes a lot of like chopper type stuff. Yep, um, and they do a lot of Harleys. So they they're taking on this next one that we're doing. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, that one's sponsored by State Farm Insurance, but um, they've actually, because of the virus, they've actually just now canceled their entire year of events. So I don't, no way. I don't know what's going to be happening. I probably well, should have said that, but no, you're fine. Um, let's talk about let's talk about potentially. I'll hit up USO, and I would love to see if we can get USO to sponsor you to cool. do a bike with me because I work with them directly. That'd be awesome. And so, so we'll talk offline on that. I'll give them a call and, and I'll send them like your little mission statement and, and, and video and tell them like, I would love to make a USO bike. Cool. That'd be that, I, that I'll ride and I'll go meet with some veterans and probably fly it all the way to Afghanistan and Iraq and go meet them with it and everything. What? That'd be cool. <laughs> so, that's what I've been wanting to do. I want them to fly me out there so I can hang out with the troops, but it has to make sense for my schedule and theirs and for their budget and and, you know, I always give up, give some really crazy ideas. And I think some of them are a little too crazy for them, but I'm going to throw it out there. See what happens. Do it. <laughs> yeah. So how do you guys raise money for funding? And I want people to know this. So then if people want to support, they can, I know we sell bikes, right? So we bought veteran bought two bikes from you. I still, you know, owe you some, but, uh, veterans bought two bikes from you. Just one, cause I want to support you and two. 
uh, I think we, we want to kind of have this long sustaining relationship with, with you and what you guys do. And as well as a veteran, because yeah. I think it, it kind of goes hand in hand. And what we're trying to do is help veterans. Yeah. Um, and then how else do you guys raise money? Well, I mean, we just do a lot of local events, like, you know, um, because, mo- because motorcycle missions is just pretty much solely run by me. Um, at the, I'm at the point where I'm starting to need help and I actually need like somebody who's doing fundraising and that's all they're doing. Yeah. Um, grant, grant writing and all that stuff. Yeah, and I haven't. I'm I'm still trying to figure that out. So if there's any grant writers out there or anybody that can help me figure out how to fundraise, because I'm learning all this. I learned by the seat of my pants. Yeah, I no, I'm and, and so, like when you were saying all the struggles, girl, I'm like, hello, I relate because I'm, you know, five years into this, and I'm still in that that position where I I'm still figuring shit out. I'm still trying yeah. to learn how to do things and. Um, like we're, we've been, you know, I just met with, um, somebody, one of the presidents of the thin blue line. Yep. One of the chapters here, I just had a meeting with them yesterday and we were talking about, you know, fundraising ideas and there's a lot of like, you know, rifle sales or yeah, it's all kinds of stuff runs or, you know, it all takes work and effort and it's stressful. And it's, I mean, look, I have two nonprofits and we just like, are always like, ugh. It's the yeah. hardest thing to try and raise money. But I'll tell yeah. you this, any listener listening right now, anything you can do, any, any kind of help you want to provide, just message Motorcycle Missions. Crystal is, is, answers everything. But things like grant writing are important, right? Grant writing is huge. If you have any kind of skill sets on grant writing, if you know big sponsors, you have contacts to big sponsors that might be interested in this. If you guys can't connect somehow how motorcycles and building motorcycles gives relief to law enforcement officers and, 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 or excuse me, and, um, excuse me, what first responders, sorry, first responders and, and veterans, trust me, this is something that once you finally do it firsthand, you'll understand it's, it's giving purpose. It's giving meaning. Um, it's a challenge. And there's like that, that gratification at the end of watching it being built and being done. You know, there's something about that that is so important. If you guys don't know first responders, their suicide rate is starting to match yeah. matched veterans, all right? And not even just veterans, just say this, civilians as well. The studies just came out in 20, 2019. Civilians are just up there with everyone. We're, we're all about the 70, 17 a day kind of kind of uh, numbers right now. Civilians, well, first responders. I mean, it's crazy. We're going to see an increase. Oh, of course. I've, I've had, just during COVID, I've had several of my own really close buddies uh, commit suicide and, you know, something that is... Yeah, I lost one just the other day, like right after you lost your friend and I spoke to you. And I think the day after the day after my friend did, uh, committed suicide, one of fact, one of my motorcycle missions veterans, actually. No way. Um, yeah. He went through, he went through our welding program. We do welding program as well. But, um, that was a couple of years ago. Um, so yeah, he, he, uh, he was suffering with some brain tumor. So I think he just decided that, yeah. brain, you know, but, um, I mean, it's, it's a real thing and it's going to get worse. And if, you know, like I'm, I'm having all the a whole bunch of, I, like I keep the alumni, I have an alumni page. So I yeah. keep all the guys who've been through builds connected so that we can still stay in touch. And when we go to different events, like, you know, if Arizona bike week, we'd have the Arizona guys and like some of the Texas guys will come. Yeah. Or some of the girls from our all female bike build that we did in California can come to Arizona. It's like a six hour drive for them, you know? So we try and keep everyone connected as much as we can. I have the boys coming over uh, this weekend to work on some mini bikes that I got for us. Nice. Um, and we're going to just tootle around in my garage and, and grill some 
hamburgers and you know, so, so it doesn't just stop with the bikes. We keep connected. We invite them to mentor other veterans on future builds. And yeah. then for our motocross program, we have veterans that are riders that are coaching, um, coaching our guys as well. Oh, it's that. super important. What, what you've created is a community, and that's what a lot of us are missing, right? The camaraderie and community of the, of the military that, that is taken away from us as we leave. And it's hard to kind of find that again. You know, uh, first responders and, law and, and, and military have a very similar community and being able to give them a community again that that's in a world that they enjoy yeah. is the value right we do that with hero sports and sports right if you like sports we have a community for us right if you like motorcycles you get a community that you've created for them and it's super important and i think what you're doing uh needs to be done and you know i don't think there's very many people doing it as good as you right now you really are are killing it i see a lot of tags and posts and people People really telling you um, what you do, Crystal, is huge for the community, you know, and that's that's coming from both communities that I'm, I've been a part of. Awesome. So well, I appreciate you for sure. Thank you so much. You as well. Um, if anyone wants to, like, so if you go to our build page, I've I've set up the website so you can look at each build. So you can look at build one, build two, build three, and you can see photos of the builders and their portraits, the sponsors that sponsored us on that build and um, kind of a description. But in some of them, we have an actual documentary that my guys have put together. So you can actually watch videos of, of the, the veterans and the first responders talking about um, their journey and, and what motorcycle missions means to them and how, you know, how it's made an impact. Um, I know uh, Build 4, which is our sidecar rambler that we have, the kind of like desert-looking one, that one we have a good documentary on, and we have one for Build 9, which is our all-female bike build, and then one for Build 6 and 7, which is the one of the Indians that you have. Yeah, well, let's send me the one, send me one of them that you want. I'll post it later today, because I've been wanting to tell more of your story anyways, and so if you don't mind, just send me one that you would like for me to post, the full one, and I'll post it on my, my Instagram today. Sure. Or tomorrow or next week, whenever. Cool. All right, we're gonna we're gonna cut it out here, but tell me, tell me where can they find you? How can they get a hold of you? Any kind of things you want to tell them, you're more than welcome, just have your time. So um you can find us motorcycle-missions.org, or if you just type in the search motorcycle missions, it'll come up. Um and we have a big donate pay, donate button right on our main page if you if that's what you want to do, if you can support us by buying, you know, t-shirts or hats or stickers or anything like that that just goes to helping us pay for all of our overhead <laughs> and mostly just to pay for the merchandise itself but um uh, we have all that and you know we we are always looking for sponsors or partners or people who can lend us their skills you know if they're a, a motorcycle builder shop owner somewhere or you know there's a grant writer out there or there's somebody who can offer me um uh, like I'm really in need of a social media person because I suck at it and I absolutely hate it and it's a full-time job. And so whenever you see a post from me, like it's taken me probably an hour just to figure that out. <laughs> and it, it drives me crazy and I, I it's a chore. So if there's any social media people that want to donate their time, I mean, I've got like all sorts of needs. I've, I'm pretty much doing all of it myself. So anybody who can think of what they... Um, can contribute yeah. i'll probably need it so no and i and i'm sure after people listen to this and stuff people will reach out and i hope you get all the need help you need because what you're doing is saving lives and that's a big part of what i'm trying to do is find answers dude find answers to save lives and this is one and one that's near and dear to my heart so 
seriously, thank you for joining me today. I know yeah. it's taking me forever to finally get it to happen. <laughs> thanks for keeping me honest. Yeah, thanks for keeping me honest and bugging me, and I appreciate it. Awesome. All right, we'll we'll take care. Okay, thank you. No problem. I took the blows. I-